Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TCK Care the Podcast with another weekly uh, episode as we come together to share stories and strategies for supporting TCKs in all walks of life. And joining me on the show today is a very special TCK who I've known for, like, I don't know, I want to say 28 years now or so. Uh, yeah, going on 29. Going years. on 29, that's right. None other than mm-hmm. Daniel Black, my brother, joining me on the show. Daniel, welcome to TCK Care the Podcast. How you doing? I'm great. It's great to be here. Good. Good to have you. You can't see this because it's a podcast, hashtag real talk, but Daniel is, as I would put it, dadding hard. He has a beautiful little girl on his arm. He's holding her and talking to me at the same time, so he's rocking some mad dad skills and also talking about TCK issues, so there's a lot of... Hey, it's all about about maintaining constant motion. There you go. And... In both topics. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. Jumping into things. Oh, boy. I like it. I like it. Shall we? All right. (laughs) Question number one, which I already know the answer, but I know my guests are going to be curious to hear it. Daniel, where are you from? Oh, man. Complicated question. So, you and I growing up on the mission field, it's easy to say, you know, we're from Nigeria, but... Our passports say we're from America. And then as a seven-year-old, I would have said I'm from Canada because that's where we spent a few years. But me, I'm from, I would say, from Chicago. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We'll call it Chicago. Do you ever say I'm from Nigeria? Not anymore. Okay. I used to. I definitely used to. You feel you feel more comfortable talking about being from Chicago nowadays, right? It simplifies conversations quite a bit. Sure, yeah. When you when you get into a just an initial conversation with someone about, you know, where are you from, they're typically not asking like, Hey, what's your life story? You know, they really just want to know like, what do you call home? Yeah. Um so to simplify matters over the years, I've taken just just calling it wherever wherever I'm most comfortable. And right now, I'm most comfortable here. Hmm. Interesting. And that that yep. is where you're living right now, right? In the suburbs of Chicago. It sure is. We live about 45 minutes outside the the city limits of Chicago, and. Yeah, this is where I graduated from high school. This is where I met my wife. This is where my daughter was born. So this is home. And you've got a lot of extended family and a lot of friends and stuff there too, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's not necessarily about the place, it's just the people, you know? (laughs) This is is where the, uh, the largest conglomeration of my people is, so this is home. It's not about the place, it's about the people. Let's see, has any TCK ever felt like that or said those words before? Oh my goodness, right? It's... Survey says. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. And, you know, you had tied, tied in several significant events, which I feel like is another, another excellent um, yardstick for what is and is not home. What counts? What makes the, what makes the cut? You talked about, you know... Uh, meeting your wife and your daughter being born there and 
all that different stuff. That definitely plays into the feeling of home, right? Having those significant memories. Oh, definitely. It's, you know, it's the, it's not necessarily the zip code you're living in, but what's happened there, who you've met there, who currently is there. These are all factors that make it infinitely more complicated than just, this is where I was born. I was born in Cameroon. That doesn't mean that I go around telling everyone I'm Cameroonian. I'd be pretty confused. <laughs> Coming from a, a six-foot ginger, you know? <laughs> Although a lot of people do choose to go that route. They'll just say, you know, I was born in, if it's an American talking, they'll be like, I was born in this state. And so they're talking to another American. They'll be like, I was born there, so that's where I'm from. Even though I only lived there for two and a half months of my life. The two and a half months oh, that no. I remember <laughs> least of all because it was the first. It's still a, you know, it's still a, a fair, um, a fair, I want to say, means of simplification to get back to what you were saying, that you know, you want to, just want to keep conversations simple enough to navigate them and build relationships and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, if I if I went around telling everyone, oh yeah, well, you know, well, let's see, uh, where am I from? I was uh, was born in Cameroon, and then we spent about two years in Nigeria, and then we spent five and a half years in Vancouver, BC. That's the western coast of Canada for anyone uneducated in geography. And then, yeah, and I get into that whole spiel. Yeah. Then I'm gonna have a really long conversation with a complete freaking stranger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just isn't necessarily what I want or them. <laughs> you know, I just I just had an idea, and if you're listening into the podcast right now, please by all means reach out and let me know what you think of this. If you're a TCK, I think you're gonna like this. I think this could be a big thing. Percentages. We need to find some sort of like a metric system for figuring out where we're from. And going into this is like, you know, how much time you spent in each location, but then also how many friends you have in each location and how many significant memories you have in each location. You put all that into this like algorithm and then it put, spits out like a percentage of like, you can say I am like 72% from Chicago. And then like one <laughs> TCK to another, when you ask another TCK where you're from, they can be like, if they want to tell you their overseas story, they can be like, oh, I'm like, you know, 32% Uruguay. And you'd be like, hey, 32%, that's significant. Tell me about Uruguay. Or you can just be like, I'm 72% Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Percentages. Now, if you are listening to this, you're a TCK, and you know how to make such an algorithm, could you please reach out to me on tckcare.com? Thank you. Moving <laughs> right along, I think that uh, segues nicely into... Uh, the topic that I wanted to talk to you about, Daniel, um, which is, you know, you talked about sort of the complexity of ta handling that where are you from question, and I feel like you really hit the nail on the head. Um, but to make matters worse, as adults, you know, it's not just the childhood that we spent overseas, but as adults, we often uh, we often uh, continue the journey um, and keep moving around, and um, that takes different that takes different faces for different people. Some people like to go to uh, some people seek novelty of location. They like to move from one geographical location to another. Um, some people like to build new relationships and keep building new relationships all the time. Some people like to keep having new jobs. Um, just there's, uh, I've seen, I've known a lot of TCKs who exhibit this drive to, um, to stay on the move. Um, what has your experience been with that drive. Do you feel that in your own life as an adult? I have definitely experienced that. And 
it has been up until very recently that I feel like I've started growing out of it. Um, in my adult life, granted, in, in our childhood, we moved around a lot, but that wasn't necessarily our choice. You know, we you're kind of obliged to move with your parents. And if your parents are moving internationally, that's where you go. If your parents are moving between states, that's where you go. Um, but when you do that in your formative years and you find that to be, you know, just a way of life, then that is statistically likely to be what you do as an adult, which is what I found myself doing for the past 10 years or so. Uh, I spent a couple of years in Chicago after I graduated from high school, and then me and my fiance at the time, now wife, moved up to North Dakota because I felt that that itch to move back or I felt that itch to move up by where our parents had moved up to. And then after that, we spent a couple of years in North Dakota, and then I felt the itch to move on to something else, and I joined the Navy. Um, in the Navy, I, I didn't really have a choice as to where I went, but I still moved around. Just kind of, you know, it was obligatory to move around, so I spent... I spent a year in Groton, Connecticut. I spent a year and a half in Norfolk, Virginia. And then I went down to Kings Bay, Georgia. And spent almost five years in, well, about four years in Kings Bay, Georgia, where I did deployments out of. And now I've moved back to Chicago. So it's not necessarily, in my case specifically, it hasn't really been, you know, I can, I can hide that, uh, <laughs> that itch to move in the fact that, you know, oh, well, you know, the Navy's moving us around. But at the same time, like, that's something I chose to go into knowing what the case would be. But I've, I've seen a lot of my friends and a lot of acquaintances who are TCKs who grew up in situations like that, not necessarily, you know, going back and forth on the mission field, but um, military kids as well, um, that when you spend your formative years moving around, you just see that as normal. And uh, then you end up doing it as an adult out of choice because that's what's normal mm. as opposed to other cases where, you know, people will spend their entire life living in the same house. And <laughs> that used to be such a foreign concept to me. I didn't, when I was 11, I didn't even think that that was a, an option to spend your entire life living in the same house. I, it just wasn't even a concept to me. You don't even have a paradigm for that. Right. I didn't even comprehend that as a, as a worldview for anyone, <laughs> I didn't understand that as a, as even a theoretical concept. Yeah, to live in the same house. No, that's that's not even an option. You yeah, know? because that wasn't my reality. That wasn't that wasn't my scope of existence. 
So in a way, yeah, so in a way, you know, there's this, there's this concept that sometimes people will move back to their childhood home because that's home, right? And that's what you know. And in a way, perhaps TCKs feel the same, not in that they're going back to the geographical location of their childhood, but they're going back to the behavioral pattern of their childhood and saying, this right. is and what going I grew back, This is not what necessarily I, going back to a physical place. Like we talked about, home isn't necessarily a place. It's... Yeah, it's what memories you form. It's what people are there. Right. It's what type of people are there. It's what what emotions it evokes in you. And so if if that quote unquote home for you is a constant state of migration, then that's what you're gonna move back to. Yeah. Statistically speaking. Statistically speaking, I love that you're using that. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that, that it rules out any generalizations I make. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Do you feel that that is what drives um, the pursuit of novelty in um, in other aspects of life, like not just moving around from geographical location to geographical location, but take for example a, um, a TCK who finds that um, finds that they have this desire, this drive um, to move from one job to the next. Do you think that that's, um, that's sort of the same package deal? Definitely. Definitely. Um, like you said, you know, it's, it's that feeling that you go back to as your home. And if you can't find that, or you're not, you know, financially stable enough to move from one geographical location to another, you're going to find something that still evokes that, that feeling within yourself. You know, it still evokes that sensation of, I'm moving on to the next, I'm moving on to the next. And some people do that by traveling, and others find that, uh, moving from one occupation to another, or even just like rearranging their house every six months will suffice. Um, it's not great for careers, <laughs> but it does make some people feel, you know, at home to to switch from one thing to another. Like as soon as you get comfortable in one situation, they're their subconscious brain or their conscious brain thinks, oh, all right, I've become comfortable here. Um, and to avoid complacency, I shall move on. Mm. Even, even if that means uprooting themselves, making themselves more uncomfortable, if that's what you grow up with, then that's what you're statistically likely to do. <laughs> yes. Yes, there it is again. <laughs> Not to be... Uh, morbid about it but it's it's almost like being in an abusive relationship mm. that sense of maintaining equilibrium right like even even if i am uncomfortable in the situation i'm in i keep going back to it because that's the situation that i'm accustomed to mm. that kind of segues into my next question which is um you know, if we could talk a little bit more about the pros and cons, and I've 
heard a couple starting to pop up a little bit. Some of the pros being that, like you said, it's a way of avoiding complacency, right? And so it's like you're challenging yourself um, mentally, emotionally, um, socially. You're challenging yourself to grow and to experience new things and stuff like that. Um, another pro would be that it's um, maintaining a sense of familiarity, of you know, the comfort of, hey, this is what I grew up with, and so this is my childhood uh, pattern of behavior. Um, but then you likened it just now. So on the other side, you likened it just now to being an abusive relationship. Um, so it seems like there's a little bit of a negative connotation there as well. What do you think? What do you think that's all about? What are one or two of the biggest um, ob- obstacles or challenges that come up with maintaining that sort of a lifestyle? Well, some of the biggest challenges that come with it are that it might not be something you consciously want to do. You know, it might not be something that you really think through like, Hey, um, listen here, self, uh, you're becoming comfortable in your current situation. Therefore you must move on. It might not necessarily be a, a conscious thought. It might just be something within you that, you don't really think through. It's just a sensation that you're chasing unconsciously or subconsciously. Yeah. And so your, your subconscious brain drives your conscious brain to move on to a new thing and move on to a new thing and move on to a new thing after that. Um, because that's what you're accustomed to. That's what you grew up with or whatever. Also, it'll, you know, depending on what it is that you transition from and to, whether that's in a career or a location, you're constantly uprooting yourself and you don't allow yourself to have any kind of continuity. And continuity can be a really good thing. Continuity in employment means stability in employment, means, you know, having a having a more settled future continuity in relationships means longevity in relationships, which, you know, gives you, gives you stability in your personal life. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of trust that's built within relationships when it happens over the course of time. Right. They don't even have to be intimate relationships. Just, you know, these are the friends that I've had for the past decade and they're people that I'm in constant communication with. Um, that's not necessarily the case. If you're moving around, you might find one or two people here and there who, you know, you'll, you'll send them a Facebook message or an email or a call every six months or so, every year or so. But if you're constantly moving between jobs or moving between locations, um, you're not going to find many people who will follow you along in that journey. Um, You'll find a, a rare few who are still willing to, you know, invest the time in you and invest the long distance friendship or relationship with you. But it's far fewer than people who are willing to invest, you know, even if it's just even if they're not, you know, your best friend ever or whatever. Um having a continuity of even 
minor relationships can lead to a lot more stability in one's life, which TCKs typically tend to run away from. Yeah. That stability. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, whether consciously or subconsciously, I think there are a lot of TCKs who do tend to run away from that. Right. And so if I can go back to something you said a lot earlier, um, you had talked about how you used to um, talk about being from Nigeria um, and you used to travel around a lot, but you're starting to grow out of that. What is that sensation like growing out of growing out of that whole thing? It is it's pretty difficult because at some points, but most of the time I feel like I'm transitioning into something that is a lot more stable and a lot more uh, beneficial for not only myself but my family. Um, and at other points I feel like I'm going against my own nature, which is a little bit terrifying. Um, but settling down has been one of the most gratifying and scary things I've ever done. What, what is, what is so terrifying for you? Um, <laughs> one thing I find, uh, the most horrifying is that I'm going to have to have friends for a long time in the same place and I'm going to keep seeing them over and over and over again. What if they start annoying you, right? Right, or I start annoying them. I feel <laughs> bad for them sometimes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, what if I just get bored out of my skin? Um, but then it all, you know, gets thrown into perspective, like, as wild and crazy and exciting as my childhood was, I would like my daughter to have a, a different experience than me. I would like her to be able to to grow up with her cousins, to uh, grow up with her aunts and uncles and with her grandparents nearby. Um, I don't I don't want her to feel distanced from her extended family like I did. I also don't want her to feel as unstable as I did as a kid and as a young adult because I understand that she's going to, she's going to face a multitude of challenges in this country, in this day and age, in this, in this world that, we've created for the next generation of our family, she's going to face plenty of challenges. I don't need to go and introduce more challenges for her by destabilizing her. I want to give her, you know, I want to set her up for success. And it makes it sound like I'm unappreciative of my childhood or of my upbringing, which is not the case. Um, you know, my upbringing made me who I am, for better or worse. Her upbringing will be what makes her who she is, for better or worse. But I want to set her up for as much success 
as I can, and I want to give her a different experience than I had as a kid. So earlier you had described it as growing out of that um, that way of life, but it sounds like um, it's much more of an intentional process for you about thinking of the um, social, psychological, emotional ramifications, not only for you on the long term, like going back to some of those things, those generalities you mentioned about like developing long term uh, longevity in work and relationships, um, but also thinking about, you know, your family and your child and having promoting a different kind of experience uh, for them and for their sakes as well. Yes. Yeah. Which that's a, that's a lot to that's a lot to think about. Uh, and I don't know if there's um, I don't know if there's any answer to this question. Um I'm just going to ask it and, you know, take it any way you want to. But what would you say to what would you say to the TCK who feels that drive, um, who feels the drive to pursue new things and new places, new relationships, um, but doesn't want to let it take them over? What would you, what, what word of advice or encouragement would you have for them right now? If they're an individual who still feels that drive but does not want to let it take them over, Get yourself a good job that you can take summer vacations with. Uh, go on trips. Go on short-term trips. Anywhere you want. Um, just don't let it drive your entire life into a state of instability. Now, if they're an individual who has no intention of quelching that desire to move around and you know be unstable they they find thrill and excitement and satisfaction and edification in that instability whatever your heart desires you know go for it if it makes you happy go for it just don't presume that you're going to be able to take every aspect of your life with you. But for those who who have a desire to settle down, who don't want to just necessarily be moving on a whim every, you know, every 24 months of their life, uh, rearrange your furniture. <laughs> yeah, rearrange your living room every six months. It'll, uh, it'll give you a little bit of intrigue. Uh, <laughs> you know, take summer vacations, have a savings account. <laughs> yes. Like you said, the, re rearranging furniture, learning a new hobby, you know, pursuing novelty in smaller, more manageable, less dramatic, less life-changing ways, right? Yeah, more pursue that novelty and the, the intrigue in short-term or semi-permanent facets as opposed to permanent long-term facets. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, and it sounds like it's coming from, it's coming from, uh, from a good place that, you know, you've been able to start implementing some changes for yourself with a lot of forethought into what this is going to be, what this is going to mean for you and for your daughter, for your family 
and everything. And not only has this been a productive conversation for for me and I believe for our listeners, but it's also been a productive conversation for your daughter, who I can see is fast asleep now since you've been maintaining that state of mobility. So, oh yeah, gotta just maintain motion. There you gotta go. Gotta maintain motion, and uh, <laughs> she'll pass him. And then as soon as I set her down, she'll be she'll be back up and screaming. But hey, you know what? We do what we gotta do. As you can hear, Daniel is an experienced TCK and father. So. Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the show today and share some of your wisdom and experience and insight into the TCK journey and how to live life well. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a genuine pleasure. All right. You've been listening to TCK Care, the podcast with me, Stephen Black, as we share stories and strategies for supporting TCKs. Hosting and producing TCK Care, the podcast, is a part of my ministry, which is made possible by the generous support of my financial partners. If you would like to make a one-time or recurring pledge, please go to tckcare.com slash give. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, rate it on your favorite podcast app, and stay tuned for more TCK Care coming up next week. <laughs>